Welcome in to the L.C. Chandler Memorial Studio here on the campus of the University of Missouri. My name is Kyle Jones. I'm joined by my good friend Cole Tusing, and you are listening to KNC Sports live on KCOU.FM. We got a great show lined up for you. Cole, are you ready? I'm ready, but... This is just sad because it just thinks about this is the last show of our freshman year, and it's been, uh, it's been pretty good. I, I've I've really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it's our last show of the uh, of the semester, so we're gonna we're gonna get right on to it. A uh, good one lined up for us. We're gonna talk a whole lot about the NBA playoffs because those are in full swing. The Cavs barely pulling out an overtime thriller last night against the Raptors. Uh, then we're going to talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup. That's also deep into uh, deep into the heart of the of the playoffs. And then maybe we'll touch a little bit on on baseball. The season is fully underway. A couple of interesting trends beginning to uh, appear in baseball. And then uh, after that, I think I've got a, a nice, a fun idea that we can do. Cole, I want to uh, run through our top ten moments of the semester. So we'll. We'll do that as well. So that's what we got lined up for you after the break. We're going to take a short one here. We'll be back. Stay tuned. You are listening to KCOU Columbia, 88.1 FM. My mom wanted me to ask you guys to call her. She wants you to tell her more about the internet and why you like it. Tune into Echo Tones, Thursday, midnight to 2 a.m. with DJ Peach. What, what is internet anyway? Peach. Internet is uh, that... Let's all get comfortable and talk about the internet. A new way to use your computer to communicate, have fun, and get instant user information. Pinstripes and Checkerboards, the most outrageously preposterous sports talk show in the history of KCOU. Covering the hottest sports topics. Leap day. Very fashionable scarves. An on-fleek meme. Telling it like it is. I understand he's only a demigod, but think of the intangibles this guy has. Serving up cutting-edge analysis. Score a goal. <laughs> Do something. And spitting scorching hot takes. America the Beautiful should be our national anthem, and John Legend should sing everything. Pinstripes and Checkerboards, Fridays at 4 on KCOU 88.1 FM. And online at kcu.fm. Everybody loves it. It's a great time. Welcome back to the L.C. Chandler Memorial Studio here in the basement of the MU Student Center. You're listening to KNC Sports live on KCOU.FM. My name is Kyle Jones. I'm joined by Cole Tusing. And Cole, let's start out with some with some big headlines here. The uh, the NBA Finals in full swing. We're into the conference semifinals. Um, I mean, yesterday's games were, were a blast. Uh, you had the, the Raptors and the Cavs going up for game one and then the Pelicans and the Warriors going up for game two. Um, 
what uh, so far has been you know the, your your personal your big story for these playoffs? Well, there's a few big stories. I mean, you bring up the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry being back for a few months due to injury, still scored. 27 points, if I'm not mistaken, in his return. So that was great to see in Oracle Arena. You bring up that Heat, the Heat, uh, Raptors Cavaliers game, which LeBron has been known to play against the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference Conference Finals, not the semifinals. So that's interesting to see. But uh, we're, we're seeing this one a, a little bit earlier than usual, but uh, we're getting the same result as uh, that. That game was that game was fun. You were, I I know you were you were down studying for your finals, so I don't think you got to watch a whole lot of it. Uh, you were you were in a little study room. I was I was up uh, near the TV watching, you know, watching and studying as one does. And um, for a while, it looked like the Cavs were just gonna just gonna lay down and take it. the The Raptors were up by like twenty at one point in the second quarter. Um, they they had they held the lead for the entire game. Literally the entire game, and then um, you you got to like the last minute, and the Cavs were able to tie it up and force OT, and it was in OT that they then used that momentum to flip the lead, get the lead, and get the win. Uh, so you know we we can we can look at kind of the the, the line for that, see how that game went down. Um, we'll look at the box score just just because. I mean it was crazy. Um, Cleveland, you know, they only led in overtime. The the longest, you know, the biggest lead was for Toronto with 14. Um, but, like, JR. JR was one of the biggest power players. He, he dropped 20, uh, 54%, uh, 83 from three-point range. Like, I mean, he, 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 he outshot LeBron accuracy-wise. That's crazy to think about, but we keep... I know it is early, and... Game one just ended, and it was a one-point uh, thrill in overtime, and the ending was insane. We can talk about that later, but is it too early to write off the Raptors? Of after course that? not. Of course not. Yes, they yes they choked this one away, but um, it's it's just game one. I can I could fully see the Raptors taking this. Uh, you know, maybe not taking the rest of the games, but I could definitely see this going to Toronto in seven. That's that's kind of that's kind of the realistic, you know, thing that I have right now is Raptors in seven. I would say the Raptors in six, but I think we are a common consensus that the Cavaliers go down in the semifinals. Which does that do anything to LeBron's legacy if he goes down the semifinals? No, the only other the only other halfway decent player on this team is Kevin Love. You know, like. J- JR JR had a great game last night, but he's not good. You know, like you and then you look at the, that Raptor team, they have Lowry, they got DeRozan, like those are the two big guys. They have a duo. You know, the fact if if LeBron goes 7 games just basically carrying the the whole Raptor te- the whole Cav team on his back against these Raptors. I mean, they got Serge Ibaka who, you know, was very good when he played for the Thunder, you know, the the Rockets had to deal with him a lot. And then DeRozan and Lowry are your two big, you know, your two big names on that team. I don't think this does anything to tarnish a legacy. Do do I think that this might for this might convince LeBron to go elsewhere? Possibly. I don't know where he'd go. Maybe San Antonio. San Antonio would be interesting, but 
So that is this Cleveland Cavaliers Toronto Raptors series. What is another series that has sparked your eye? Well, so originally I was um, I was really tuning into that Pelicans Warriors game because the Pelicans at one point were up by nine. I mean they were they were playing really really well. It looked like oh man the Pelicans are actually going to you know do something you know relevant in these playoffs. I mean they're up by two after the first and then they they fell off in the second, but like. You know, beginning of that game, the Pelicans looked extremely strong. Um, so I thought, oh, that, that's cool. Um, but then it just kind of stopped. Like, Rondo dropped 22. Jeru Holiday dropped 24. AD dropped 25 points. And that's that's good numbers. You know, that's good stuff. It's just that they, they weren't able to. This this Warrior team is so, just, so great. It really, it really is, and... Steph Curry came off the bench and dropped 28. Like, are you kidding me? And you have Klay Thompson, and you have Draymond Green, and Kevin Durant, and... Yeah, KD KD dropped 29, Draymond dropped 20. Like, the the only guy who started who was pretty abysmal was, was, you know, Nick Young, but he only played 11 minutes. You know why? Because they, you know, took him out and put in Steph. Like, you have to remember, though, that this New Orleans (laughs) team, it's... Really good. I mean, they were able to do work on the Portland Trail Blazers, who I would argue the Blazers have one of the best front courts, I mean back courts, um, in the entire league. With, with Lillard and then uh, CJ McCollum. Yeah, McCollum. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's they, they were a very strong team, and the the Pelicans swept them, right? They swept them. Yeah, which you know, I that came out of nowhere for me. I I had no like that was not what I thought would happen. Uh, do I think they'll get beat by uh, by the Warriors? Yes. Uh, the Warriors are up 2-0 in the series now. Um, I think the Pelicans might be able to pull one back, but I think this is Warriors in five. I would say Warriors in five or in Warriors in six is a fair estimate. You just have to think about that. Steph Curry comeback, it gives Golden State a lot more momentum and another threat New Orleans has to deal with. Exactly. So now let's 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 look at some of the other series around. Uh, the two happening tonight, uh, Rockets are going to, Play host to the Jazz in Game Two of the of the Western Conference Semis, and then uh, the the process is uh, hosting the. Actually, no, I believe the the process is traveling to Boston. So, Seventy Sixers versus the Boston Celtics tonight as well. And that Celtics series, like this whole Rookie of the Year debate, it's probably one of the it's, best funniest it's been, conversations. It's been great. I, so so my personal opinion is that Ben Simmons is probably going to get it. I think he's going to get it too. I the only way I thought Donovan Mitchell would win rookie of the year is if Ben Simmons went down end of the regular season or early in the playoffs. Or if Donovan Mitchell like put together a really deep playoff run. Right. You know, if they, like it's going to stop, you know? I mean, you're playing against Houston, the, so the the Jazz are going up against the Rockets. It, it the buck stops here. You know, I I personally think that the the Sixers have every bit of a chance of beating these Celtics. You know, who does Boston have now? Especially after Kyrie's out. You know, they have I don't Jason Tatum. He's good. Uh, Mark Mark Smart's not really much, anything. Terry Rozier. Have you have you seen everything going on with Terry Rozier? He's going off in the playoffs. I can know that much. He's been he's been on fire. He had a great game in his last one in the in the um. In in the Celtics uh, first series they played, he had a really good you know really good 
uh, set of games. Like, Terry Rozier has been out of nowhere, really, just turning on the Jets. I'm I'm impressed. Um, but I still think they don't have it. I think, you know, Sixers have the Sixers have three great guys, you know? If it was the Celtics with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, I would say the yeah. Sixers would get absolutely yes. destroyed. But I think the Sixers take the series. I think the Sixers take it in, in six games. I think that you had that 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 good three that good three player um that three player group of Joel uh, JJ Redick and Ben Simmons. JJ Redick doesn't get talked about as much as those other two guys, but he still plays just as big as a, just as big a role. You know, he you know he's he's fantastic. He's also he was eighty percent from the line in his last game at four to four for five. I mean that's really good. Um, he, and like Ben Simmons, I, 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 I could, I could rave on how good this, this guy is for a long time. 18 points. Um, no, he, he didn't shoot a, a three pointer and he got 18 points, you know, six for six for 11 from the line, seven, seven, defi- seven rebounds, six assists. Like the guys, like he, that's an, and that was an off day. That was an off day for Ben Simmons. And he still looked pretty, that's still a pretty decent line. Um, we can move on to uh, the Rockets and Jazz. Of course, you know, maybe in Houston guy, that's that's going to be the series that I pay the most attention to. Rockets, I mean, pretty much had their way with, with the Jazz, you know, in they, game one. They do, but you have to look at who the Utah Jazz have, and there are some mismatches, I would argue, because let's think about uh, the Jazz players. Who do you have to guard Donovan Mitchell? Do you have James Harden guard him? Do you have Trevor Reza guard him? Or I you, you I mean that's a good point. You you really don't have a, a true person to to guard Donovan Mitchell. I I would say probably match him up with James Harden. And then with a pick and roll, who would guard Rudy Gobert? Exactly. So that they, there are a few mismatches here for the Jazz that you know. Obviously, the Rockets were able to deal with it in Game One. We'll have to see how they fare tonight. Um, the Rocket bench in Game One was almost non-existent, point-wise. Like the the highest scorer off the bench was Eric Gordon, who dropped seven. You know, good job, good job, Eric. Two of those, two of those were three pointers. So you know, you, you, great. Actually, sorry, no, now that he shot two three pointers and missed them both. <laughs> Never mind. Um, but like they, they, the the bench really, you know, Eric Gordon played half an hour off the bench, and Mbaba uh, Mute played twenty minutes. But the that was only those, you know, only two guys who played, you know, over half an, you know, at least half an hour on the bench, right? Like they didn't, and, and so so this this starting five that the Rockets have works, you know, they're 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 a workforce, you know. Harden dropped forty one, CP three dropped seventeen. 16 from Capella, 15 from PJ Tucker. I mean, they've been it's been crazy just how much they do. Capella Capella nabbed 12 rebounds. Eight defensive, four offensive. I mean, the guys, you know, he's using that height to his advantage. What do you see happening in this series? I think I'm going to go with the popular opinion that Houston takes this series, but I think it ends just like the Minnesota series where it ends in five games. I agree. I think I think the Jazz nab one. 
I think the Jazz could win Game Three. I think that I think they win at least one at home. I don't think they win anything in Houston. Um, as much as we like to joke and call Houston Choke City, they they actually the, the Rockets do a pretty good job of limiting losses on home on home court. So I think that'll continue. Um, so I guess so. So that would well, let's just let's just kind of predict just a little bit. We'll play a little bit of a prediction game. You have the Rockets going through to play the Warriors, right? Uh, yes, sir. And the the Raptors going through to play the process. Yep. Okay. So, Rockets versus Warriors, what do you have? I would say Rockets in seven. Rockets in seven. I like that. I would, I would agree with that. Um, Rockets have home court advantage, so game seven would be played in Houston. Um... I, I, I agree. I could see this being Rockets in seven. Uh, Raptors, 76ers, what do you have? I think if the Raptors are able to shut down LeBron James, they can easily, be, not easily, but beat the process and get to the NBA Finals. I think if the Raptors can get through LeBron and the Cavs, it will be a five-game series against the Sixers, and they'll win. Now, if Boston goes through... I think that goes six games. I think I think if Boston beats the Sixers, Raptors would go six, but still go through. I think I think regardless, I think the Raptors are if the Raptors get past LeBron, then they go through. Now on the flip side, if LeBron goes through, he, he's going to the finals. That's that's, that's just that's clear as that's day. just a given. If, if if you let LeBron get to the West, get to the Eastern Conference Finals, he's going to the NBA Finals. That's just that's just how he works. It's how he, it's how his game is. So. Tentatively, uh, we're thinking Rockets versus Raptors, correct? Yes. So, what's your prediction with that one? Because that's think about it this way: that's a crazy travel schedule. Those that's that's going, you know, almost the almost the southernmost team in the in the league. I think the the only team farther south from from Houston would be the Miami Heat. And then you're going to the farthest north team in the league in Toronto, up in Canada. So, so think, just think about that travel schedule. I mean, that's that's gonna you know kill a couple players. But um, who do you think takes that one? That's gonna be interesting. Um, you have to look at the matchups. You have Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan going up against CP3 and James Harden. You have. Jonas Valanciunas going up against Clint Capella and all those other role players. I think it's going to be Houston sits. I agree with that one. So with that, we will take another slight break. Now, when we come back, we're going to be talking about hockey. So stay tuned. OU Columbia, taking you by the hand, leading you to the promised land. KCOU's season-long coverage of Missouri Tigers baseball and softball is brought to you by B&B Bagel Company. Located at 124 East Nifong Boulevard, just off of Providence Road, B&B Bagel Company serves up fresh bagels, sandwiches, coffee, and more. Have an event that needs catering? B&B Bagel has you covered with a variety of options which feature their award-winning bagels, pastries, and fruit. And welcome back to KCOU.FM. My name is Kyle Jones. I'm joined by my good friend Cole Tusing. Cole, we're gonna 
start talking a little bit about the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, a couple of games went on last night. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets and the Nashville Predators played to a, a thriller. That's that's all I can really call it. I mean, same with the same with the the Penguins and the Capitals, but that game between Nashville and Winnipeg, Nashville was up like three to nothing at one point, and then Winnipeg came back and won seven to four, and now lead the series two games to one. So uh, we've got two games. I believe both of them are happening tonight. Uh, yes, the the Lightning are playing the Bruins tonight, and then uh, this uh, San Jose Sharks will play the Vegas Golden Knights as well. So um, let's just kind of run through the bracket here. We'll we'll talk about uh, last night's games just just because. Um, so with that win, that crazy comeback win last night, uh, the Jets now lead two games to one over the Predators. Uh, the Predators were favorites to win the you know the West. Uh, you know earlier that you know earlier in the playoffs, uh, especially when they were kind of r- running over uh, the Avalanche. What do you think about it now? What, what uh, with Winnipeg leading this series? Um, I don't think uh, Nashville's going to worry about it too much. They're not a – this is a team that is very used to postseason play and being down in the series, and they're not a team that pretty much buckles down under pressure. And if I'm not mistaken, is the Nets game – I believe the next game – it's game four, obviously. I think the next game – yeah, it's in, it's in Winnipeg. So, I mean, Winnipeg won game one – and then they won game three. So they have a chance to win two in a row here. If they can win if they can win two in a row with game four, lead the series three to one going into Nashville. Do you think that it's over for the Predators? Do you think the the Jets will pull off the upset and go on through? I think if it goes to a three one series with Nashville, Nashville will win that game at home, so it'll be a game six and then they'll be eliminated. I I I kind of have to side with you on that. I think I Nashville, you know, it's a it's a rare thing for Nashville to lose at home. So seeing them do that um in game in game 1 was really crazy. I think that uh I think if this if Winnipeg can win tonight or sorry, win um in their next game force this to a 3 and 1 series, I I'm, I'm taking Winnipeg in 6 as well. Uh let's let's go on to the other one that uh, occurred last night. Uh, Capitals beating the Penguins on a uh, on a last a last minute goal. But the uh, the big story out of this one that's what I was going to tell about was well, yeah. was uh, Wilson, the the Caps player who came in with the dirty hit uh, on on Aston Reese, uh, gave him a concussion and broke his jaw. That's completely up for debate. And there's literally two sides to the story, and we'll obviously give our opinions. But the there are two sides to the story. There are either the people who say it was a clean hit and it was just being aggressive playing hockey, and there are people who are saying it was disgusting and it was wrong and it should not be in hockey. So I'm of the opinion that if you're going to intentionally put a shoulder into a guy's face, that's that's illegal. That's dirty. That's bad hockey. When you check a guy, right, you go for the chest, you can go for a shoulder, you can go for a hip check. You know, I with that, I really don't care what you hit. You know, if you hit a guy in the shoulder and he slams into the boards and he breaks his shoulder, but he was on the puck, so it's a legal hit, right? If you legally hit a guy into the boards, he breaks your shoulder, whatever, 
okay, you don't have to be fined. That's a you know one once a once a lifetime injury. You know, unfortunate. But when you intentionally raise your shoulder and step up on your toes and you knock a guy in the face and you know break his jaw, knock him out for the game. That's dirty to me, and that's not coming from like a Penguins fan, which I am. You know, fair enough. I I will I will admit that you know I I am a Penguins fan. But if this happened, like if this was you know, um, let's, let's say this was just you know random random skater boy on you know the Ducks playing against the Calgary Flames, you know. I don't really care about either of those teams. I could care less. But if I saw the hit that got put on Aston Reese by Wilson, if, if that was just, you know, two guys on those teams, I'd give you the same answer. Dirty hit, you cannot intentionally raise up and put your shoulder into a guy's face. That's that's why the high-hitting rules are in place. I absolutely agree with you. And so kind of what you were saying earlier, how uh, obviously you are a Pens fan. I'm a Blackhawks fan, so... I don't really care about either of these teams that much, but I do agree with you that it was a dirty hit and it should not be there because, you know, number one, it, was, it wasn't it was like a side hit or something. Like that. It was direct contact and he raised his stick above his shoulder, so that's a, another aspect you have to take into consideration. It's just, it's kind of like the same thing with um, other sports that are real aggressive and on aggression like, like, um, football, like, like yeah, fo- in, in football, you you can't. There's there's no head to head collisions anymore. They took that out. They realized, crud. If these guys get hit in the head anymore, they're gonna get CTE, and it's gonna be really bad. And we're gonna get hit with a lawsuit. So they took it out. And you know, we see what happens. Players are safer. You know, obviously concussions are still a thing, but they've been you know legitimately lessened by eliminating you know by making hits to the head illegal. If you do that, you know, if you look at what happened with that with that hit on Aston Reese, that's illegal. You know? It's a hit to the head. Anyway, Capitals now lead the series 2 to 1 as uh game 4 is played uh on the on Thursday, so tomorrow, uh in Pittsburgh. What is your expectation for this? I think uh Pittsburgh is especially Pittsburgh fans are going to want to win that game and they're going to want to win that game uh badly after what happened. I think especially especially after how after how uh last night's game went uh I think not just the Pittsburgh fans are going to want a win, but I think the the team themselves are going to want to win it, you know, win it for Aston Reese, win it for, you know, give yourself a good reason to win it. But I think they're I think they're going to do it. Right? And here's 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 what here's my thought. I think they're going to win Game Four. I think they're going to go into Washington with, with Game Four, looking to really put the hurt on, and I think they'll win Game Five. And if you take that, if you take that thing back to Pittsburgh for Game Six, like this, this may be the Penguin fan in me coming out, but I honestly think that the Penguins could win this in Game Six. I couldn't have said it better myself. I agree. Game Six, uh, Pens. I, it's it would be it'd be winning three games in a row, but I think the Penguins could do it. If not, I think, I think maybe maybe, Peng, I think the Penguins come out of this either way. I think they win four and five, and then maybe they win seven. But I, the the reason I say they that they they win in game six is because that's a home game, you know. Albeit, the past two Stanley Cups that the Penguins have won, they secured it on on a, um away ice 
So I don't know. Uh, we'll transition to the last one. Um, the Lightning are playing the Bruins uh, tonight. That series tied at one and one. Uh, both teams very even. Uh, what's your what's your prediction here? Um, I'm just gonna keep my prediction. Like I said, I'm saying the Lightning win the series. They are a team that has been favored for a Stanley Cup in the last few years. And my prediction still holds high. Hopefully, uh, Nashville wins this year. But I think Tampa Bay makes a deep run. I think that I think that the Bay is uh, primed for some uh, for some good hockey fortune. Um, so. We're going to take another break here, and when we come back, we'll be talking a little bit about baseball. Gotta love baseball. So we'll be back very soon. Stay with us. I gamble on your love, baby. While gambling can be fun if you're of a legal age, it's not a risk-free activity. For some college students, gambling for fun can turn into a serious problem and have a negative impact on their lives. Visit www.collegegambling.org to learn more about college gambling, how to make responsible decisions, and where to find resources for help if you have a gambling problem. This resource and message is brought to you by the National Center for Responsible Gaming and KCOU 88.1 FM. Imagine me, a dog, moving in with a human. I didn't know how it would work. Turns out, my human's pretty entertaining. For instance, every time I give my human his ball, he throws it as far as he can. And I'm like, dude, that's your ball. So I go get it, but he just throws it. Again! I gotta say, though, the more he does it, the funnier it is. I love my human. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. And welcome back to KNC Sports, live on KCOU.FM. My name is Kyle Jones. I'm joined by good old Cole Tusing. Cole, baseball season is now, you know, about a month in. Maybe, you know, we're, we're in May, so it's, it's been about a month. Um, we've had, you know, about 30 games played by each team, and we're starting to see some trends. So I feel it's it's a good time to start talking about, you know, how how baseball's shaping up, who's going to be the big power players this first half of the season. And you know, even even, you know, farther on, you know, what are your big predictions for for this baseball season? So let's start in the AL. Um currently best team in baseball, Boston Red Sox. They have a record of 22 and 8. They've been absolutely just smoking it. It's been very impressive to watch. Uh where did this come from? Um, you have to look at what they were able to do recently with that three home run game. And Boston is just a team that has been known for baseball for years. You think of a guy like David Ortiz, who is easily a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think he might be eligible for the ballot either this year or the next. Uh, of course, whenever he's eligible, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean Boston has been great. Um, only two and a half games behind them, and what what. You know, surprisingly enough, has been a real turnaround. Uh, the New York Yankees. Did you uh, did you expect them to be in second in their division? Did you really expect them to lead the way? Well, I mean, I did expect them to uh, win the division and everything, but you have to remember it is May and there's still a lot of months of baseball left, so there's a lot of time for the Yankees to win the division. You guys, you look at guys like Stan and Judge are clear favorites on that Yankee squad. Right, and you know, Stan, Stan, you know, kind of started off a little bit slow, right? But he's he's gotten better. 
Um, do you have anything you might attribute that to? Do you think, have you seen any change in him? Is it just getting used to the ballpark? Something in the water? Um, probably just getting used to, uh, the old team. You, I'm just going to make a comparison of a, another person who struggled a little bit early on, but has really developed into a, a great player is Otani on the Angels. Yeah. Well, well, he, he struggled in spring training. Which that's is, what I meant. That's yeah, what I meant. so he struggled a bit in spring training and then came out, uh, you know, first game of the regular season was just, you know, superstar. I mean, he's been great. Um, I, I mean, I, I like that comparison. Um, I think, you know, obviously Stanton was a, a late preseason signing. I mean, that happened almost at the end of at the end of spring training. So, you know, he hasn't had as much time to, you know, get acclimated with the team. Also... There's always this. There's always this stereotype of having to get acclimated to New York City and the media surrounding it, and you know the sights, the sounds, and everything. Do you think that played a big a big part of it? Like the New York uh, live life, or what do you? Oh, I mean, I'm talking like, I mean, New York is just New York City is so different from any other place on Earth. It's it's almost like a different world. You know, they have their own. They have their own mannerisms. They have their own, you know, just things that happen that you only see in New York. You know that, you know, the culture. It's not Miami. That is true, and I'm not sure if you ever been to New York City, but I um, went there all the time when I lived in Connecticut for two years, and that's true. It's just there's a different climate. There's a different uh, sports world thing, and you just uh, wish a few of the New York teams were a lot better. For example, the Knicks, but. The Yankees seem to uh, be holding that uh, New York stardom. Right. And so do you think that, you know, because of that, Stanton has had a big spotlight put on him, especially being the the new big money guy in the town who's, you know, supposed to be raking home runs every game? I I agree with that statement. I think that is what is in his head every game. All right. So, you know, it looks like he's getting better at dealing with it. We'll have to see how that goes. Um We'll move to the the AL Central. Uh, Cleveland has a three game lead in that one. I predict them to be uh, pretty easily division winners there. I I I don't think that's up for you know that's that's not something that's going to be too controversial. Uh, what do you think? Um, I was saying early on. Um, I do agree with you that Cleveland is going to win the division, but I th- there's still time and everything, but. I felt like the only team that would give them some running for their money would be Minnesota. You think you think Minnesota um, over Detroit? I mean, did, there's there's the problem with both Minnesota and Detroit is that they really don't have those big name guys. They don't have you know they're not making big headlines, especially Detroit now that now that Verlander's gone. I mean you know like they don't have you know any any you know notable real stars, but at the same time they're making it work, you know. Like, who do, who do the who do the Tigers have? They have, um, let's see. I mean, they got uh, Miggy Miguel Cabrera, right? He's he's still there. Uh, Liriano, he's he's always pretty pretty solid. Uh, though he can be off and on sometimes. Um, let's see. I mean, there's not much else, you know. Like Nicholas Castellanos is sometimes good, but I just don't see any star power on that Tiger team, and I think that's, 
you know, it sounds bad. Like you shouldn't have to have stars to win, you know, to win divisions or whatever. But like Cleveland has just been so good the past two, three years. Uh, I mean, they've they've owned the NL Central essentially. You know, oh, sorry, the AL Central. That's true. Yeah. So, I think we're in a common consensus that Cleveland's gonna win that division. I think either the Twins or the Tigers could hold down a uh, a wild card spot. Um, but I, nah, you know, I I, re- I retract that. The two wild cards are both gonna come out of the uh, uh, the AL East. It's gonna be the Yankees and the Blue Jays. I'm gonna I'm gonna make that prediction right now. If it comes true uh, when we come near October, cool. But I think I think right now that the AL East is going to have three playoff teams come out of that division. I think that the Red Sox are going to win it. The Yankees and the and the Blue Jays are going to be the wild cards. All right, let's move on to the AL West, and I'm sure you have some things to comment on. I mean, Astros have been tw- started twenty and eleven. Obviously, a great start. Um, I there's not much to say actually. I mean, the, the Astros have been starting how they should. Uh, you know, everything's kind of falling into place. I, the one thing I'm a little bit shocked at is how how bad the Rangers are doing. Uh, twelve and twenty. I mean, like they're not they're not even a five hundred team. Um, so that's unfortunate for them. Um, but other than that, I really like. There's not much to say. They're, 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 it, things in the West are going as predicted. The only thing that is kind of surprising, you know, besides the Rangers, is uh, the Angels in third instead of second. I thought that, you know, with the Otani factor, that they might rise up, especially with, the guys, like, with like, guys like Mike Trout, right? I thought they'd be above Seattle. But, you know, Seattle has Ichiro again, you know? So <laughs> you can't count out Ichiro. Uh, let's move over to the NL. Um... NL East is kind of kind of a minefield in a way. The Mets are only a half game ahead of the Braves. The Phillies aren't too far behind. They're only a game back. I mean, even Washington's only three and a half back. Like that that division and, and you know Washington's gonna like, you know, make that up. Like Bryce Harper isn't gonna let that stand. Or Max Scherzer. So like, you know, this is honestly the, the NL East, in my opinion, is gonna be the division to watch this season. I mean, in my just looking at how the NL East is stacked right now, I think to win the division, it's either going to be Washington or the Mets. I, mm, I could see that. I think I think one of those teams could be a wild card in the NL. Um, I think that I think that's a very strong possibility. I would say probably uh, the Mets win this division. They started off so well, and they have such a good team, man. Like. But Syndergaard is so good. Behind Kershaw, Scherzer's like arguably at the second best pitcher. I know, and that's that's why I think because plus 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 the the Nats have the Nats have Bryce Harper as well. That's true. So like this is this is where I get to the like hard part of this because the the Mets are like silently brilliant. You know they got Syndergaard and, and they got Degrom, but that's like, I mean I don't want to say that's about it, but that's about it, right? Syndergaard, they got DeGrom. Um, I mean, Travis Darno is pretty good, but he's on the DL right now. Uh, I mean, who else do they really have? David Wright's on the DL. Uh, Jonas Cespedes, he's good. Uh, but, like, 
So they don't have that much uh, in terms of big name guys who you know big name hitting guys, right? You have great pitchers with with uh, Darno and or and the uh, Sendegard, right? But like then you look at the the Nats and they have Scherzer, they have Harper, and then like you know it's all around they're so good, they're so good. I don't I don't know how to slice this NL East, man. This is gonna be really fun to watch. I. It makes me want. It makes me want to be back in the NL Central. It makes me want the the Astros to be back in the NL Central. Um, anyway, speaking of the NL Central, let's go to that. Uh, currently, a a tie for first place in the Central. Uh, the Cardinals and the Brewers are currently tied. Brewers eighteen and thirteen. Cardinals seventeen and twelve. So um, they're they're looking to be the two big big players here. But then of course you also have the Cubs. And the Cubs are only a half game back. And then out of nowhere, I did not even come close to expecting this, the Pirates are making a case for themselves. They're only a half game back from the lead as well. They're tied, uh, they're tied, you know, game-wise behind the Cubs. And, of course, you got the Reds who are 10 and a half games back. Yeah, I mean, they're terrible. The Reds, the Reds are a, a, a disgrace right now. But, like... This is, once again, another division that's really going to be fun to watch, you know? Like, I could see I could see the Brewers falling off as well as the Pirates. I think this. I think that the, the Cubs are probably going to wind up winning this division. I think the Cardinals will come second. But, like, it's been really... This one's... This, the entire National League has been a lot more fun to watch, you know, standings-wise than the AL. AL is kind of playing out as we expected. The NL, not so much. Now, as a Cubs fan, I would love to see uh, the Cubs um, win the division and everything, but when we're talking about the Cubs and winning the division, you can't uh, not bring this up, especially uh, what happened today. Um, you Darvish does not last five innings and gets booed at Wrigley Field again. Well, I mean, you Darvish is a terrible pitcher. I, he's, he's overrated. And and he got he wasn't very good for the Rangers when he played for them. He got exposed in the World Series by the Astros when he was on the Dodgers. And now he goes to Chicago. He's not much better. Like he's overrated. I don't know why there's any hype around him. He's he's one of those guys who comes out, he can pitch a few innings, but he's really he's really not good. And when it rains it pours for him. Um but I I think this I think that division is gonna be really fun. Um, let's move on to the West, where uh, once again another fun one. The the Diamondbacks are leading the division. Uh, the Rockies are five and a half back, which is insane. And then the uh, the Giants are six and a half back, which annoys me a smidge bit, you know. But it is what it is. Um. Dodgers, though, are what surprised me. They're whole five games back from the lead. They're only two ahead, two games ahead of San Diego. Do you think the Dodgers win the division and come back, or do you think? No, I don't. Especially now that uh, Seager, Seager's out now. He's in Tommy John surgery. Unless they make some good moves, I know there's talk about them signing Machado. Unless they do that, I think I think they they might be done. Honestly, I think that this I think this division goes to Arizona. And then I think that the Giants actually finish in second. I think the Giants have a have a shot at a wild card this season. 
which is crazy to think because they were the worst team in baseball last year. But uh, I, I I do believe they have a they have a very strong shot at getting the the wild uh, the second wild card for the National League. Uh, got you know, you got you got uh, Andrew McCutcheon and Evan Longoria. Uh, they added them, and then they also they also have a uh, Ponick is playing really well, as well as you know uh, Buster Posey behind the plate. I mean, they've just been a very solid team. Once again, another division that's going to be really fun to watch. Not necessarily for the race for the division title, but for the race for the wild card. But uh, we're going to take one more break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be running through our top 10 uh, moments of the of the spring semester, I guess you could say. So we'll be back. Stay tuned. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck for Dave 2037 so he can buy anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. What are you getting Steve 2037? Steve 2037 will be just fine. Well, okay, but don't expect to borrow my anti-gravity boots. Save something for the future. Put away a few bucks. Feel like a million bucks. For free ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. This is an important message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. As the cleanup process begins after a natural disaster, there may be areas of flooding. Constantly watch your children to prevent playing in or around water. Get out of there! It doesn't take long and it doesn't take much water for young children to drown. Why? In many cases, children who drowned had been out of sight less than five minutes and were in the care of one or both parents at the time. To learn more, call CDC at 800-CDC-INFO. And welcome back to KNC Sports here on KCOU.FM. I'm Kyle Jones. I'm joined by Cole Tusing. Cole, since it is our last show of the semester before we break for the summer, I, I thought a, a good idea to kind of run through the the, the top about top ten things that happened uh, sports-wise this semester. So what would you say your number ten thing is? Number ten? Um... I would say, God, I'm just thinking about the top things. Um, I know, right? You gotta think about what. Man, what's my what's my number one? <laughs> um, but I would say number ten for me would be. It's just in the sports world, or yeah, just just in sports okay. world. Um, probably. Man, can you come back to me? Yeah, yeah, okay, so. I'm gonna start obviously so so obviously we had, you know, the the two kind of big things that happened sports wise this semester were uh men's and women's basketball. Um that you know, of course for uh that of course being for um for for Mizzou wise. And then of course also uh we we came back early early January, so we also got the Super Bowl uh this semester. Just you know, kind of refreshing your memory there. Yeah. Um. I would have to say my top my my number ten because I I had no horse in this race would probably be the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. That was gonna be like higher on my list, but uh, see see I I don't care right. Oh. It, I I I literally could give less less of a crud about either of those teams. So you know it was a great moment. Love seeing it, but I I could care less. All right, so um, I guess my number 10 would honestly be, um, this may be, 
Uh, man. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to say it. So my number 10 would probably have to be, um, even though uh, Mizzou women's lost this game, um, the comeback run that they made against Mississippi State, the number two team in the nation. Oh, that one was fun. I, I'll, I'll agree with you. That was a really fun game. Uh, let's go with number nine. I'd say my number nine moment would probably be uh, the the game the the Mizzou women's game against Tennessee, where where the the they broke the attendance record at Mizzou Arena for women's basketball, and then proceeded to win the game in like the last minute, you know. So that that was a fun one. That was really fun. Um, I guess keeping it. Mizzou theme for mine, it would probably have to be uh probably uh the Mizzou Vanderbilt baseball series. Oh yes, the the Van the Mizzou Vandy baseball series. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that a little bit higher. So uh that's actually I put that probably at my number eight. Okay. I mean that was that was a a, a, a fun pair of games that I got to call. Um and that was just fun to watch, you know? Yeah, definitely. What's your number eight? Um I'm keeping it all Mizzou themed. I'm not doing that on purpose, just so you know. Um, probably Mizzou basketball beating Kentucky first time in school history. Oh, that's 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 very high on my list. Um, anyway, so that's your eight. My seven is uh the the first the first softball game. You know, I've never been to a softball game before in my life. So the first softball game I go to, and Missouri is playing. You know, I don't even remember, but uh, one of our players cracked just a monster home run. And, you know, it was it was awesome, you know. Crowd went wild, gr- beautiful weather. It was a great day. I just remember this cracking this awesome home run. So that's my seven. Uh, my number seven would probably have to be probably the – man, I have to think about this. I don't got much time. You got to hurry. <laughs> Pressure's on, my dude. Uh, pressure's on. Um, probably uh, number seven. Number seven. Basketball related. Mizzou related. We don't got much time. We got, we got nine minutes. Here. Okay. So, so how about your your seven can be a, a nice home run from Mizzou softball as well. Okay. Just to advance things. Number six. Um, I'm going to go number six as um, Villanova. Uh, finally winning, uh, you know, being the sec the second Philadelphia team this season to win a win a win a title. I thought that was great. All right, um, my number six um, would probably have to be the type of Loyola Chicago run. They yes. Had. Okay. So that's 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 another thing that's a bit higher on my list as well. So obviously, so uh, that was six, right? So five, five is five is the Loyola game. The Loyola Chicago thing, just just that whole Cinderella run, I thought it was beautiful. So that, that's five. You? Uh, Astros World Series. Well, that was that was last semester. Oh, oh, I thought we were doing sports <laughs> nah, ball the entire nah, year. No, 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 we're just in last semester. <laughs> All right. Um, man, that screwed me over a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, number five. Um, probably, uh, the first Mizzou basketball game versus yes. Iowa State sold out since. Arkansas, so that was significant. So probably. that's, um, so now number four. My number four is uh probably gonna be um, ah, goodness, this is I'd I'd say uh 
the Mizzou women, uh, you know, making the tournament again. You know, it's like second time in like two years or something like that. It's it, like they've been just very good. So there's that. How about you for your number four? Number four would have to be. Gotta be quick. <laughs> Gotta go fast, Sonic. Gotta go fast. Um, probably. Um, the it's gonna sound uh kind of odd, but probably number four would have to be how entertained NBA All Star Weekend was. Oh, that was it was great. I mean, besides uh besides Fergie destroying our nation, <laughs> yeah. Besides, you know, you know, literally just destroying our, our our nation with with her terrible rendition of the national anthem. That entire weekend was just fun, just amazing to watch. Um. This is number three. This is when it gets really tough. So my number three, my number three would have to be um, Mizzou making the the NCAA tournament. That's probably my number three as well. My number two is the uh, the the first Mizzou game of the season. That's your number two. Yes. Uh, my number two is probably. Um, probably how good and how well Villanova, Villanova won the national championship just to show um, how good that team is. And when they uh, beat Kansas, shooting like 60% of the field or something like that. That was nice seeing them beat Kansas. I'll give you that. Um, so my number two, um, right? Or, or did we do number two? That, that, uh, was, that was three. That was three. So my number two. Um, I'm gonna go something. I'm, I'm gonna go with something that's very, very personal to me. Uh, I grew up as a Texas A&M fan, so when they when they went off and they they got as deep as this as they did when they went to the Elite Eight, that was that was a fun one for me personally. All right. Uh, um, I'll see if I can. Let's see. The only thing I can go uh personal, I guess, is lay over Chicago. I already mentioned that. Right. So. Um, I guess, uh, my number two would have to be, um, I don't know why, but I guess the off season moves in free agency f- stuff and baseball, making it seem like which team is the favorite. It, the, the, those off season moves were really entertaining. Just see like Stanton going places, Otani, I mean, that whole that whole thing was crazy. And my number one for this semester is the Kentucky game. The Mizzou the Mizzou Kentucky game. I've never had more fun in my entire life than at that game. It was entertaining, it was loud, it was a tiger strike game, so every, it was a sold out crowd, everyone was there. That was an absolute blast. Man, I I already picked that one already, so I'm kind of um, man. I'm gonna say uh, the Kentucky game twice. <laughs> I it's have, so, I it's have so to. Good, it's so good it gets on there twice. <laughs> I mean, first time ever winning in school history, and that led to Mizzou being the NCAA team of the week. I, it was it does it was justice. so good. It was so good. Well, speaking of speaking of good things, all good things do have to come to an end. So, uh, for the last time this semester, uh, we will we will be signing off. I guess we'll just leave it uh, on on this day in 2016. Cole, do you know what happened? 
No cheating. Uh, no, I don't know what happened. Leicester City won the Premier League title and the greatest miracle in sports history. So, uh, do you know what happened on this day as well? What? Damian Lillard's three-pointer against the Rockets. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> and anyway, so uh, we're glad that you have tuned into us all semester long. Uh, we're going to be making a transition next semester. I do not know. Uh, I do not know what day yet. But we will be moving to the FM stream. I'm um, very excited for it. Yes, we'll be eight to nine in the morning on the FM stream next next semester. So make sure to tune to, tune into us there. It's gonna be an absolute blast. Uh, we'll be we'll we'll be talking to you again then. So uh, till then, watch sports, have fun, be cool. I've been Kyle Jones. I've been joined by Cole Tusing. This has been and will continue to be KNC Sports. Thank you and good night.